Yes, I don't see you. I say now, Benson, Jack, Benson, Joe. Benson, Jack, Benson, Jack, do 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 Welcome to episode 268 of Up for Discussion, the emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs. I'm Tom Zalatni, and this is the final episode of our Munch Madness 2020 food series. This week's episode is going to be a little different from our usual format, but I guess it's kind of our new usual format. We're recording this on April 6th, and as I'm sure you probably already know, we're right in the middle of a massive quarantine brought on by the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic whatever you want to call it. It's happening. We're all stuck in our houses. People are being advised to stay home as much as possible to limit the spread of the virus. And as a result, I am alone once again in the studio. But of course, I'm not alone in your ears because I'll be calling up a bunch of friends throughout the course of the show. But first, we want to take a moment to acknowledge that the studio where we record is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. It's uh, easy, I think, during a period where you're stuck in the house to forget about um like social things going on in the world around you and i think it's really important not to um i was having a conversation with a friend of mine earlier who uh i think is going to remain anonymous uh just because of the nature of the conversation we were having um but he was basically saying he's uh grading papers for a class uh, right now and the papers are from students who had to read an essay uh or a study or something about colonialism and uh my friend was telling me that a bunch of the white students in the class uh left comments on their papers saying that they feel like as white people they don't have a place in that conversation and they don't you know feel like they're allowed to express how they feel or what they think needs to be done um and i think that's lazy and i think it's also problematic and like harmful in a lot of ways because by being complacent uh in colonialism specifically you aren't just avoiding saying anything about it you're also just kind of by default perpetuating it um so a little challenge to you know our white listeners out there especially uh that if you feel like you don't have a place in conversations about colonialism maybe challenge yourself to think a little bit about why you feel that way and think about how instead of you know writing it off as something that you're not allowed to think about look into how you can be a better ally to your indigenous friends and neighbors and like i don't know maybe don't be complacent in horrible shit going on just because you feel like you're not allowed to have an opinion about it because that's real privileged and lousy and on that note let's get to some silly food podcasting this is it the final episode of our munch madness 2020 food series and of course the final round of our tournament bracket on today's show we're going to find out which food comes out on top and who gets to go home with the title of munch madness champion will international pantry staple garlic take the crown Or will pasta, the Italian king of sauce and starch, prove itself to be primo? You'll find out at the end of the show. But first, we've got a series of short calls with my co-hosts telling me about their favorite ways to eat our finalists and casting their votes for the winner. First up, we've got Jeremiah. Hey, Jeremiah. How you doing? I'm doing as well as I can be. How are you doing? Yeah, you know, I feel that. I feel that. It's it's weird, like... This is a, a time period where, like, even when you feel good, there's kind of a looming sense of dread. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not necessarily new for me, but it's definitely <laughs> bigger now. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, there's always there's always some kind of, you know, there's always something, but right now it feels like there's, like, something. Yeah. It's weird, like, doing these remote calls, I'm so much less on than I am the rest of the time, and I'm trying to, like, fix that. Um... So this is the final episode of our March 2020 slash February 2020 slash, I guess now April 2020 Munch Madness Food Bracket um, (laughs) series thing. 
Um, hey, we lasted longer than Real March Madness this year. It's true. I mean, Real March Madness didn't happen this year because every sport was canceled. So, you know. Exactly. We win. We replaced it. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is uh, this is the finale of our food series, which is exciting. We, um, bum, 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 bum. we didn't end up having as many guests as I had initially hoped we would. Uh, and we also didn't have as many in-person recordings as, you know, I initially hoped we would. But I think it's been really... Uh, it's been really cool and I think really valuable and like there's no series that I think would have felt more appropriate to be doing at the time of a you know global pandemic and quarantine um true it kind of worked out Um, (laughs) it's so as much as it could yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um last time you were on the show you were uh recovering from feeling sick for a while you're you're doing a little better now yeah i'm pretty much all that we get good good that's good to hear and uh you're you're managing to stay sane in uh in quarantine for the most part good yep. <laughs> that's good to hear um so for this last episode of the food series um we're gonna be voting on the uh winner of the whole tournament bracket um and since we don't have a guest today, I thought it would be cool to spend this episode actually talking about the two finalists um, a little bit to sort of like, I don't know, you know, when you're watching like a reality show or a competition show on TV, they kind of like, they kind of do this thing where like every episode they give you someone's backstory a little bit more so that you're invested in them before they get kicked off. Yeah. We haven't done that with any of the foods in the bracket. So today feels like the time to do it, you know? Yep. Better late than never. <laughs> Um, so what I uh, put out to you and to the other hosts uh, who will be calling in for this episode is uh, the challenge to tell me about um, your favorite garlic dish, your favorite pasta dish, uh, and just like what those mean to you um, before casting your vote for the winner. Yeah. So I think about that and it was super difficult for me to come up with a favorite for either ingredient because I just grew up with a lot of both. Mm-hmm. So pasta, I was like sitting, I was thinking, I was like, oh man, what is my favorite pasta? And like my first thought was lasagna, because my mm-hmm. dad makes this absurd, ridiculous lasagna that's literally like probably weighs 25 pounds, could feed 50 people, <laughs> is insane. Like my dad likes to cook for people and he likes to show off. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this lasagna has been a staple in my childhood, like, my whole life, but it's always kind of been constantly evolving. And so, like, maybe three years ago, because I'd moved out for Bernardi, my dad made, like, the ultimate version of this lasagna. And he took, like, you know those big, like, black roaster pans that are, like, speckled white that, like, everybody's grandma seems to have? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So he took, like, the biggest size one of those, which is made for, like, a fucking turkey. Right. And this is what he puts the lasagna in. It's like, so you know, like most lasagnas, there's maybe like two or three noodle layers tops. Sure, yeah. This lasagna had like six. Like it was so tall. <laughs> and like, oh god, what did he? What did he put in it? He put in like ground beef, chorizo sausage, Ooh. bear sausage that he got from somebody, and like wild boar. Oh my god! Like, right, and just like every vegetable you could possibly imagine was in this lasagna and the sauce was like I I don't even know there was like 20 ingredients in it and it was just it was just like a casual dinner party and my dad brings out this like lasagna the size of a nine year old it's just like all right everybody dig in that sounds incredible yeah so like lasagna is definitely up there but I'm also like oh man so it's so much it's like I can't eat it all the time sure it's like it's really like a treat if we're talking more like pasta I would eat regularly mm-hmm. I really like fresh handmade ravioli mm. if I ever invite you over for dinner and I've made you handmade ravioli then you know that I'm like trying to impress you <laughs> so that's probably my other like favorite pasta dish nice I like it because it's like when I'm making it I usually also make my own ricotta to go in it so it's really like that. I'm in the kitchen the whole day and making this meal is like a meditation and it's like I'm feeding I'm always feeding it to somebody I really care about so it's like a spiritual experience <laughs> that might sound dumb but I don't, I don't think it sounds dumb I get it Putting, so, putting a lot of effort into a food 
is kind of spiritual, yeah. Yeah, it's like people say, like, oh, the secret ingredient is love, but like it really is. <laughs> like it really, it really is. I think the secret ingredient so, is bear sausage and wild boar. I don't know. Yeah, also that. <laughs> yeah, my dad has this insane hookup with this butcher in Victoria, and he'll just come home and he'll be like, yeah, so I got this meat. And I'm like, what? I didn't even know you could get that. So, yeah, those are probably my top two pasta dishes. Nice. And then garlic, I honestly couldn't choose because garlic throws in everything I cook. Like, mm. nine out of ten of my recipes start with sautéing onion and garlic. Right. So I'm just like, I, I, I literally can't pick a favorite. I feel that. I, I feel like if you're if you're omitting garlic from a recipe it's for a reason you know like like yeah. garlic is such a staple in so many cuisines and in so many dishes that like i just i go to it with onion too you're right like everything is garlic and onion at the base and then you go to other things to the point where if you're leaving it out like it's because you have to you know yeah i guess though like if i had to choose like when you get really good shawarma and there's like the garlic sauce that mm. goes with the shawarma that's <laughs> That's pretty primo. Oh yeah, absolutely. That I had um, to pick pinnacle of garlic. That sauce is my downfall because it's delicious, but it also like ruins my throat because of my allergy. But I'll still eat it. What are you allergic to? Garlic. Bruh. I know. <laughs> it's so inconvenient. I mean, it's it's like a mild allergy. Like it just you know, it just makes my throat close up a little bit. It's not the end just of the a world. Little bit. Yeah. I can still breathe. So like yeah, whatever. Exactly. If death by shawarma is the death destined for me, then death by shawarma it shall be. I'll take it. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, like I, I'm surprised it took this long for people to talk like about lasagna specifically as part of this, because like pasta has come up a lot, obviously, because it won, you know, three yeah, rounds it made it already. To finals. Yeah, um, but I feel like lasagna specifically hasn't really been part of the conversation that much. And that's a shame because lasagna is amazing. Like, well-made lasagna is so good. Yeah, shit lasagna is like the worst thing in the world. Oh yeah, but good homemade lasagna, just I'm lactose intolerant, but I don't even care. Oh no, yeah, bury me in it. I feel that murder me with lasagna. <laughs> I um, I've been making. I mean, I make a lot of lasagna in life just over the years. And uh, Garfield? Yeah, exactly. Is that you? I, I do hate Mondays, except for this part of Mondays. Um, but I, like, <laughs> I find, like, even you can make a really bomb lasagna with entirely, like, pre-made store-bought ingredients. Like, it's not, it's it's hard for me, I think, to fuck up a lasagna. But maybe that's yeah. just because I've been making really good lasagna for a really long time. Ooh, okay. I don't know if I'll be able to find it, but if I can, I'm going to send it to you to put in this episode's description. Okay. There's this, like, wrap that somebody made teaching you how to make lasagna. Okay. And it's super great. And it's, yeah, it's just, like, really basic store-bought ingredients. And, yeah. Sweet. Impossible to fuck up. Super catchy. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll send you a message after to remind you. Yes, thank you. Well, I'm going to go look it up because I want to watch it again. Okay, perfect. But... <laughs> yeah, and then maybe I'll also include a link in the description of this to um, a lasagna cooking tutorial video that I made in, like, 2015. Yes! I want to see that. <laughs> it's uh, real dumb and from a very different period of my life. Um, <laughs> cool. Okay, so that brings us to uh, the all-important vote <laughs> portion of the show. Um Obviously, we're not going to know who wins the final until I've finished making all of the phone calls I'm making. I'm not even 100% sure who else I'm going to be calling for the remainder of this episode. I know I'm talking to Adrian next, and I know I'm talking to Kate tomorrow, but like, I might be talking to more people. We'll, we'll see. Um, so I will let you know who wins when this episode comes out next week. There will be a all little right. bit of suspense. eagerly anticipating the results. <laughs> so, Jeremiah. Oh, God. Between garlic and pasta. My vote is, yeah, as much as I just raved about lasagna for like a solid 20 minutes, I think I have to vote for garlic. No, mm, uh, yeah, I have to vote for garlic. You're voting for God, garlic? I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Aren't you glad you don't have to do this again until next year? <laughs> Bold of you to assume I'll be around next year. <laughs> you keep giving me bullshit like this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. I'm the network. We love you too.
Um, Hi. <laughs> cool. So we got one vote garlic. Great. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for sharing with us about your dad's amazing lasagna. That sounds incredible. And uh, yeah, I hope that you continue to be healthy and I hope that you continue to be well. Thank you. You as well. Do you have anything you want to plug while you're here before we uh, let you go? Uh, nope. <laughs> Nothing at all. Cool. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye. This week's episode is brought to you in part by Chaos. If you've been listening for a while, you've definitely heard us talk about Chaos. They're professional sound equipment, cinema-grade cameras, event hosting, and more. But right now, we want to tell you about a special service that they rolled out a little while ago, where, for a limited time only, they're offering radically reduced rates on their social media services as part of a limited-time promo offer to help them with some case studies. What does that mean? Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Basically, what they want to do is publicly test out how effective their new social media packages are, so they're offering them at a ridiculously low price of 70-80% to off what they usually charge. That's a huge saving, so if you've been looking for a way to revamp your brand's social media presence, go to createchaos.com or hit them up on Instagram at createchaos to find out more. That's chaos with a K. Adrian Schoen, welcome back. Hi. How you doing? Good to be back. All right. <laughs> Everything went okay with the move? It did. Um, it was incredibly eerie. Uh <laughs> Uh, but I got, I, I talked to you since I got back, right? Yeah, we chatted a little. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was very eerie. And then I sort of lost my mind uh, for like three days out of exhaustion and confusion and uh, just general uh, transitional shifts of epic proportion. Right. <laughs> and uh, uh, so after I, I uh, stopped freaking out, uh, <laughs> it seems to have have uh, come back around and and um, settling in. I'm watching the White House press briefings every day, so I can get just unbelievably mad on a daily basis. Nice. Uh, do, doing a lot of Skype calls with my friends, playing games, watching WrestleMania. Sweet. Well, sounds like uh, sounds like things could definitely be worse. You know what they could be. I feel like a lot of a lot of bad things have happened to me lately in a way that like they worked out like the best that they could. Right. <laughs> I uh, like, I I appreciate that you um within like a week of leaving uh and now being quarantined you have dyed your hair pink. You know what? It's crazy. I I was moving and I went and I bought hair dye because I was going to bleach my hair before I left. And um, I didn't get around to it. So like after about a week and a half of just being locked inside, I'm like, well, I got nothing else to do. So I and I had the pink stuff. So I was just like, oh, screw it. So Might as well. I, I just decided to dye it pink while I was... Uh, sitting around i uh i feel you i um i'm not someone who does their hair really ever like i dyed my hair a couple of times in high school and then uh hadn't really since until uh a couple of weeks ago when i decided you know what it's the apocalypse and uh went blonde (laughs) oh man yep oh that's exciting i'm gonna have to see some pictures i uh, i just sent you one Oh, that's why I have a ding on my phone. It's like, <laughs> damn it, people, leave me alone. I'm on a call. Um, um, so yeah, let me take a look at this. Hold on. Sure, sure. Oh my gosh, you're a blonde boy. I know it happened. <laughs> <laughs> when, very uh, cute. When Raya, when Raya saw it the day after I died, it she was like, "Now you look even more like Toby." <laughs> yeah, that's true. His face very toe-headed. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's get down to business. The The real reason that we're here, we're not here to talk about hair dye. We're not here to talk about White House press briefings. Not even my, my apocalyptic fashion, because <laughs> this, is, this is the best time in history. I mean, not for <laughs> anything at all other than, than the, the clothes, because right. I... I have never felt so badass as like walking around constantly in like spandex leisure wear and like hoodies and you know, just sunglasses with a mask over my face and headphones. <laughs> I, I look insane. It's great. It's 
post-apocalyptic is definitely your aesthetic, eh? You can't see any of me. This is incredible. (laughs) There is a freedom I have never felt. (laughs) Well, you know, they call it the land of the free. (laughs) Home of the goddamn brave. Indeed. Um, Okay, so Adrian, obviously this is the last round or the last episode of our uh, munch madness food series oh no um <laughs> it's been a wild ride um it, it it changed radically around the halfway point because the world went into a panic um yeah but you know what tom mm-hmm. this this one activity this one bit on the show has really pulled a lot of people through some rough times it it has i think and it's also uh it's been really interesting like our numbers took a big jump when we started doing this so i don't know yeah. <laughs> i'm sure it was this this yeah. was the thing that sold it it's not that everybody's locked in and has nothing better to do than no. scroll up and down the itunes list and be like never heard of that <laughs> <laughs> so i put out a call to uh to all of y'all uh asking to uh to think about your favorite way to use garlic and or pasta because those are our two uh our two finalists um so yeah what what's your like go-to dish with uh either or both of those uh you know legit i don't think there's anything that i make that does not have garlic in it Mm -hmm. um i often have asked in the past what smells so good and it's always garlic and onions and that's the (laughs) only thing that really ever matters so um I can't say that. Like, I have a, a friend uh, from New Orleans, and she she just like I don't know. She just roasts like garlic cloves in the oven, and then like puts it on top of brie, like roasted garlic bulbs, and uses those two things on bread, and it's the best. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's really nothing garlic. And if, have you ever had that uh, black garlic? No, I don't think so really good it's like a lot milder like a little bit sweeter okay. uh, it's a very fancy item apparently but uh it's very tasty <laughs> it's funny um i i just was talking to jeremiah before and uh they said the same thing that like you know it's you can think about like your favorite pasta dish but when it comes to garlic it's just like what what doesn't have garlic in it well i mean like and, and pasta in particular like buttered noodles like that's the only thing you're having if it's not got garlic in it right (laughs) which like you know you can have it no shit (laughs) yeah i mean you're gonna be like you're a child um yeah it's probably (laughs) yeah (laughs) there was a there was a period of my life where i would frequently have noodles with um olive oil and some kind of spice herb blend just kind of on top but it was very specifically if i didn't have time to like make a proper sauce and was out of real groceries sure yeah Yeah, i've done something kind of similar to that just kind of like salted uh oil noodles Mm -hmm. with maybe like some red pepper flake or something (laughs) it gets the job done yeah you know when i was a kid and i i I don't know why we did this, but uh, I don't think we ever really had buttered noodles, but we did used to just take, like, the leftover white rice from, like, Chinese food and just melt butter into it and eat that. Uh, It was pretty good. That sounds wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So no no big standout garlic dish. What about a a big standout pasta dish? Yeah, I don't eat a lot of pasta. Uh, I do... I don't dislike it. I just... I kind of feel like it's almost not worth it. Mm. Uh, you know, like, I, I think if I'm at a really nice Italian restaurant that, like, hand makes pasta, like, this is worth <laughs> going, you know, down this avenue. Uh, this is probably what uh, people like about pasta. Mm. But, I like, sometimes they'll just buy tortellini with, like, a, you know, like a sausage filling or something like that. And that's an easy thing just to kind of have on hand at home because mm-hmm. it takes about like five minutes to make. Sure, yeah. Um, and it's it's reasonably tasty. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I probably eat a pasta dish like twice a year. Okay, interesting. I, uh, yeah. I guess that's that's fair. Like, it, it's not for everybody. I didn't start to really appreciate pasta until my adult life, because when I was growing up, it was very much the, like, meal that we had when we weren't going to have anything more complicated. 
Mm-hmm. So I never, I never appreciated it until I was an adult and started realizing, like, oh, you can put a lot of work into this and make it really tasty. Yeah, I, it's not that it's not tasty. I, I think I just, I tend to eat a lot of um, paleo when I cook for myself. Oh sure. So yeah. instead, I, I'll use like a spaghetti squash or um, cauliflower or you know, a lot of like lettuce or spinach or something is like a base right so i don't tend to because i i found that carbs are just um they're not worth it <laughs> they're i uh, it's just like you don't get enough uh fullness uh for the amount of calories that you're intaking hmm. and it just it feels like a waste of my time um <laughs> That's interesting. I I always feel like the one meal that like is guaranteed to leave me like full and satisfied is a pasta dish. Yeah, no, I I feel like I'll I'll either feel like really bloated for like an hour and then not you know full at all. Hmm. Um, yeah, like I feel overstuffed and like not good and not <laughs> full uh, for like a very long time. Huh. Whereas if I, I have like a because you know like sweet potatoes like good carb, uh, that I'll eat and I'll I'll feel like very satiated and full and not not um, so heavy. Hmm. Yeah, so like maybe some uh, you know yogurt and hot sauce and seasoning on a and sometimes I'll just crack an egg on top of there. On top uh, like, of a sweet potato. Yeah, I'll, I'll put an egg on anything. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay, well, I uh, I feel kind of silly asking, but I do need to ask you to vote in the... Uh, I, I feel like I know what your answer is going to be just from the conversation I mean, we just had. Yeah, it's definitely going to be garlic. Yeah. I mean, um, it, pasta just doesn't hold up on its own. <laughs> that's that's super fair. I uh, The more I think about, like, pasta sauces that I don't think of as specifically being garlicky the more I'm yeah. like, but probably there is garlic in there and I just am not noticing it because I'm thinking about the other things, you know? I think of very few things that actually just don't have garlic in them. Mm. And um, I mean, it, from, you know, Thai cooking to, like, I just globally, like, it just, <laughs> it's in everything. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's funny, like, I feel like there are people who would vote for pasta over garlic. I, yeah. uh, I don't know how many of them are on this show. <laughs> I feel like those people don't cook. Yeah, that's it. Or, or like it's 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 people who don't necessarily have a like super like what what do you call it? Like they maybe don't have like the most like receptive palate. Like if you don't like garlic, you're not going to vote for garlic. I guess is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, that is going to be true of any food. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I could see someone voting for pasta over garlic if they really, really fucking love pasta, like, in a in a devoted way, you know? Yeah. And here's a, another thing. It's just, this is just a, it's really not a relevant case, but as an American and, <laughs> and quite frankly, as an American from a part of the world that has an obnoxious accent, I don't like the way that Canadians say pasta. No? No. <laughs> what's the way, what's the non-obnoxious way? Well, I would say pasta. Right. And I would say every Canadian I've ever met would say pasta. It's funny. I've been, so like the past few episodes of this, I have not been able to keep track of what I say because I said pasta a few weeks ago while recording with someone and then immediately stopped myself and was like, I just said pasta and it sounded weird. <laughs> but yeah, then like you said pasta earlier and and I think I've never heard you say pasta. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's weird cuz I feel like I kind of go back and forth between the two. Which No, there's a Cana- yeah, there's a Canadian thing where I, I like instead of saying data you say data instead of saying pasta you say pasta mm. instead of Mario you say Mario. Um, you've got a weird a Weird, because I definitely say Mario, and I definitely say Data. Maybe I'm just no, really inconsistent. Good... Yeah, because I, I would say that is more typical of, hmm. of uh, Canadians to say Mario and, and da- 
data. Data. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> that's that's fair. I think maybe my issue is that I butcher vowels constantly in every single word, so I can't be consistent from one to another. <laughs> Well, like I said, I'm from Chicago. I have a very hard, gross A that slips <laughs> out of me most of the time. Um, I can tamp it down if I really make a lot of effort. But living here again is really not helping that that battle. <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, every time that we uh, we talk to you forever from now oh. on you're gonna get more and more chicago until you're just like unintelligible oh, in a week i'm just gonna have a pull of sausage in my hand we're gonna be talking about the covid and uh <laughs> what what the mayor is trying to do about it <laughs> <laughs> go go bears uh, go cubs uh, <laughs> oh, all right well that's another vote for garlic cool um yeah. I- i'm not gonna know who wins this for a while so uh, oh. you'll just have to find out on Tuesday when the episode comes out. How are you out. not going to know? Uh, so I'm calling multiple people at like various points this week. Just sort of. Okay. All, yeah. Like my my schedule now for this show is no longer just one hour on Monday evenings. It's a bunch of 10 to 15 minute phone calls staggered throughout the week. <laughs> <laughs> so it's... Uh, it's it's real different like i never know what's going to happen from person to person it's kind of fun yeah i bet that's a lot of editing yeah it's a huge pain in the ass so uh patreon.com slash up for discussion if anyone (laughs) appreciates it (laughs) oh man well uh thank you adrian it was really good to to chat with you and catch up and uh, hear from you again always always a pleasure and uh i'm sure it won't be the last time all right. Well, I hope to hear from you guys soon. Yeah, you too. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Adrian, I forgot to ask if you have plugs. Oh, I, no, I'm in my house. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> cool. I'm going to leave that in because that's good. Okay. <laughs> have a Sounds good one. Great. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the Cash Corner, the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. If you've been enjoying our Munch Madness food series, Please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon is a crowdfunding platform that lets listeners like you work directly with creators like us uh, to fund us and help ensure that we can put out the best product possible week after week. Uh, The reality of making a show like this is that it's not free. Um, You know, there's a lot of equipment that gets involved with it. There's web hosting fees and honestly things like electricity and internet. Internet. Internet you know, that thing that you use to download this, uh, all of that costs money. And, uh, well, I'm going to be totally honest with you. The day that this episode is released is the day that I'm getting my last paycheck at my day job. I am diving headfirst into doing this as a job. Podcasting, not just this show. I I have a couple other projects on the go and people also pay me to produce their stuff. But, uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm terrified. I'm about to be relying entirely on creative projects and government money to survive and feed my family, and that's insane and stressful and uh, not something that I thought I'd be doing anytime soon, but, you know, job loss is real and scary and sudden sometimes. So, yeah, if you have even a couple bucks a month lying around that you, you know, otherwise wouldn't spend on anything, consider supporting us on Patreon. It will go a long way toward... uh, (laughs) feeding my family and also making this show better because the less stressed I am about where our next round of groceries are going to come from the more thought and energy and love I can put into this project and that's really what it's all about right it's it's freeing up mental space to do the things that you're doing well and to do what you love as much as possible um yeah our patreon has a lot of really cool perks available so like you'd be missing out if you didn't at least check it out uh you can get early access to bonus content uh every time that i post an episode i post something on the patreon page with a little bit of like behind the scenes info so if that's the kind of thing you're into you get a lot of that um and if you give us at least five dollars a month you get to tell us what to talk about on an episode of the show so you get a lot of sort of control over the content you're going to be hearing um which i think is worth more than five dollars but like you know I, I like you, so I'm, I'm giving it to you for less. 
if you give at least a dollar to us at patreon.com slash for discussion which is really all it takes just a dollar you'll be joining the ranks of the fine people like patrick gabriel kendallin carlea thomas george poppy killian sarah angelica will Anne, andrew laura kate and erica so do that help us out at patreon.com slash for discussion thank you here's the next interview Kate Bradley. Tom's a Latina. How you doing? I am doing okay. The sun is shining. I had a relatively good morning. How are you, Tom? I am okay. I uh, I had a really slow morning of uh, just playing Animal Crossing with Toby. Oh, yeah. And then uh, realized it was noon and had to make lunch. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and then... Uh, at exactly 12.55, we're, we're talking to each other at one, uh, and at exactly 12.55, I was like, oh crap, I have to eat my grilled cheese, but I also need to go to the toilet, and I also have to call Kate in five minutes. So, uh, your boy yes. just ate a grilled cheese on the toilet. Oh, that is so beautiful. <laughs> that That's not even quarantine times behavior. No. You know, that is just living the life. That's it. We have to have was some... It- some semblance of normalcy during all of this and if if my bowels can provide that then i'm proud to help well i yeah i think that i think it's not just the bowels work in this case it's the the work of buttery cheesy bready situation yeah it was certainly a situation (laughs) 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 oh man um so this is it this is the last episode of munch madness 2020 fucking crazy <laughs> i've been making a point of saying 2020 um uh, to strongly suggest that this might happen again next year with a better organized bracket oh well it has to i mean hello <laughs> it's food it's fun yeah and like we're not a sports show but everyone likes march madness so this is our way of kind of doing that for two months yes yeah. exactly i mean when you think about it like like so much about sports is also food yeah. So, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Get I can't watch sports without food, frankly. Well, no, exactly. <laughs> and if you don't know what rating your food has as you consume it whilst you watch sports, how are you supposed to live? Yeah. Also, I'm thinking about, like, there there were a bunch of foods that got eliminated in this bracket that uh, would be really weird to eat while watching sports. Like, um, oh, like fish. <laughs> I feel like you don't really eat fish while watching sports. Well, I mean, there is such a thing as a like filet o fish, That's like a McDonald's true. sandwich. Yeah, I guess you could do like a fish and chips situation, even. Yeah, but it, I really, as soon as you said fish, like I immediately imagined like the fish that you would eat with a glass of wine yeah. or something. You know, so that's it. Like I a nice, you. a nice like red snapper. You don't really <laughs> <laughs> sit down and have a fork and knife at the baseball game. You know. <laughs> Red snapper. <laughs> yes. I love fish names. Fish names are the best. Fish names are the best. This is like... Like the blob. Are you? Have you ever played an Animal Crossing game? <laughs> no. Okay. Wait, 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 Tom. Mm-hmm. Would I be able to play an Animal Crossing game on a Wii U? Ye- no, I don't have a Wii U. I have a Wii. On the Wii, yes. Oh, I was really? going to say there's not actually one for the Wii U, but there is one for the Wii. But does that... Would it... Because uh, it, it feels like it's such an, a multi, not multiplayer, but like, well, yeah, multiplayer sort of online thing. Uh, it, Would the thing I play on the Wii have that as well? Or is it still fun? Um, Tell me everything. So the one on the Wii did have multiplayer. I don't know if the Wii still supports multiplayer, like online right. anymore. But right. honestly, like I have been playing Animal Crossing games mostly alone for my entire life. And they're fantastic oh. without the, the online. So. Because I have a feeling, I, I've been feeling massive uh, FOMO. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not using that right. Everybody's posting Animal Crossing videos yeah. and, and and images. And there was, is there an aquarium? There's a is, there, there's a museum that has a that has an aquarium section. Yeah. Can you like choose what? Because I feel like I saw screenshots of someone like legit going to a lake and dragging huge, huge fish out yep. and putting them in a. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, that's it. It's such a it's such a cozy game and I feel like you especially would get a lot out of it cuz it's very like it's it's a good way to just kind of like chill out and like Oh. goes in for a while. really nice. Yeah. yeah. Cuz I was thinking about getting Doom. Mm. Um but I feel like that's the opposite. It is. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, oh no, there, God. there, there is a Wii version. I think it's called Animal Crossing City Folk. Okay, um, okay, you can check that out. Yeah, you can probably find it somewhere if uh, if you're inclined. So, Kate, let's get to the matter at hand. Yeah, of course. The matter at hand being, of course, food. We're um, we're wrapping up our food series for this mm-hmm. year, uh, which means we'll be back to kind of whatever next week. Don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I thought it would be nice. We haven't spent a lot of time like talking about the ingredients and talking about the foods that are in our tournament bracket. We've just been voting. Um, oh. So I thought it would be nice if for the finale, we talk about those foods. Um, mm. So I pinged you guys and I was like, hey, like, think a little bit about your favorite ways to use garlic and pasta or to eat garlic and pasta, not necessarily to cook them, um, so that we can talk about that a little bit. Um, so what do you have? What's your what's your go-to for either or both of those? Okay, so we all know that <laughs> my, <laughs> my tastes are simple. Um, Throughout the years, of, I've, I've, I've always been shamed for those simple tastes. Um, so I apologize in advance <laughs> for my boring-ass uh, description of how I use these two things. So um, I'm not a cooker, really. I mean, I cook. I can cook. But mm-hmm. I'm not like a, a, a find the ingredients and do all the things, which some might argue is what cooking is. But anyways... <laughs> Thank sure, you for supporting yeah. my rambling so yeah, far. Yeah, I'm, so, yeah. I'm so sunny right now. I'm, enjoy- <laughs> I'm enjoying this so much. Um, so I don't use cloves of garlic. Mm-hmm. I use garlic powder. So, okay. I mean, I hear the booze from the uh, stadium already. And, the, and then it would essentially be a combination of both. Like my best use of both of those things for my own personal enjoyment mm-hmm. is fucking uh, green fettuccine Ooh. with some melted butter mm-hmm. and some fucking garlic powder. You know what? That does sound very good. Right? Yeah. What makes the I mean, fettuccine it's green? Exciting. What's the what's um, the green I'm of it? I'm trying to think. I think it's um, spinach. Uh, yes. Spinach. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that sounds nice. Honestly, the the thing about um, pasta is like pasta is so simple but so like versatile right like you can do so much with it that like i was talking with um i don't remember who it was earlier in this episode certainly but i'm recording this on a different day than i recorded the last thing um (laughs) i i was talking to someone about this a couple of minutes ago and uh they were and we were talking about how like with pasta like you can just like you know cook the noodles throw some kind of like butter or oil on them and some spices and it's like pretty passable as a meal you know yeah yeah and also like i don't know how you feel about this Mm. um i'm a huge fan of reheated uh like refried up pasta so like if i have a gnocchi meal Mm -hmm. i'm like great this was nice but the next day put some butter in that pan fry up that gnocchi again oh baby the little Mm. crispy bits around it Fuck. And even like, did you and I talk about microwave pasta once? <laughs> we might have. I think we did. That like gross, like like if you have like a ball of spaghetti, just like plain spaghetti that you put in a little Tupperware and then you put it in the microwave, mm-hmm. and then like some of the bits sort of fuse together and just like it's just weird. And oh sure, yeah. You don't yeah. get that when you when you fry it. No. Ah, so what smart. is your opinion on refrying? I um, it's not something I do personally, but that's mostly oh. because like. I I really like cold leftovers. Um, okay. It, it is rare that I will heat up leftovers unless wow. it's like, um, yeah, no, like I usually don't heat up leftovers. It's just not <sighs> my thing. I, I think for me, like when I'm eating the leftovers, I'm always like happy to just have them cold. Um, okay. But frying Do you enjoy them, them is nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that it's a quick, like good, it's a quick yeah. and easy, like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Um, because I'm a, I'm, I'm terrible with microwave use. Like, sure. I'll microwave my food, and then I'll be like, oh, it's too tepid, mm-hmm. and then I'll go back and I'll go, you know. So, like, I'm constantly reheating my food, and right. I know that's bad in the microwave. Well, and I feel like with the microwave, like, 
theoretically the microwave is a really precise way to like reheat food but actually it's kind of nonsense right because it's like you're saying you heat it up and then you take it out and you're like okay this is unevenly heated and the middle is frozen (laughs) and then you throw it back in and heat it up for longer and then it comes out and it's scalding hot it's like okay well why can't i just like reheat this and have it be even all the way through oh yeah yeah oh yeah (laughs) no i I I think like like, refrying the pasta afterwards sounds great honestly Oh, it's very nice it. because, yeah, and if you have any, like, leftover sauce, then you could, what I, okay, check this out. Mm-hmm. What's important when you reheat uh, a pasta mm-hmm. is that you don't incorporate the, the sauce uh, too soon. Like, if it's already full of sauce, then go for it, whatever. Sure. But if you're, like, hoping to put in more sauce, because if there's a lot of sauce in it when you're reheating, it can get goopy. Right. So what you want is to reheat the pasta first and then it's all crispy with the butter and stuff, and then add a little bit of sauce, so then you've got that, like, crispy-ish sauce around it, and then you add the sauce to, That's like, smart. a final, like, let's heat it up. <laughs> I'm so fucking hungry, Tom! <laughs> oh! That's a, that, that is a good, uh, a good piece of advice, honestly, because mm. you're right that, like, incorporating sauce or incorporating any liquid element while you're heating something up can run the risk of it getting goopy. Yeah. I, uh, I'm torn because I'm a firm believer in like, you know, you cook the pasta, you cook the sauce separate, and then I'm I'm the type of person, there's kind of two camps, right? Like you either yeah. serve up the pasta and then put sauce on top after it's been served, or mm-hmm. you take your cooked pasta, you dump it into your sauce, you mix it all up, and then you serve that. Yeah. I'm in the latter camp. I'm, I'm a mix it up with the sauce and serve it up person because I like it to be evenly coated. Um, yeah. And when you do that, like... You can't really like control no. how much sauce is on any given portion. You cannot. So for reheating, I know, it would I understand be a nightmare. That, yeah. yeah, Paul is definitely in your camp. Okay. Um, he he gets upset uh, at the what he calls, and I think it is pretty much. I mean, it might just be a diner thing, but like the Quebec way of doing it, of just like here's your pasta, here's a plop of sauce mm-hmm. on top, mm-hmm. have fun. Um, I do. I actually go for it. I was going to say I do think like the the pasta with a plop of sauce on top that you get to mix in yourself looks nice like for plating so Mm -hmm. i I get that you know like there's something about having the kind of contrast there that i understand yeah but you're definitely not getting that like cooked in the sauce flavor right but i like the control it gives me because then i can control how much sauce is getting onto my noodles right you know yeah well i I become the distributor (laughs) i think quebec is weird about like like pasta and pizza and stuff like we we just do have a weird culture of it here um Mm. so like i understand like you know paul is like actually italian right yes so i i completely understand him having issues with the way that we do pasta (laughs) in quebec because probably his family does it better yeah 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 exactly exactly (laughs) but still i just wish it didn't come with a like you piece of shit don't (laughs) Don't put, that's what he calls me when right. I put my, my sauce on top of my Paul's an asshole. <laughs> I love Paul. I uh, I mean, so obviously I live with a six-year-old and uh, she doesn't like sauce on things. Mm. So yeah. like we always have to portion out some like plain pasta on the side before we can mix everything in. And like I'm always just a little bit like maybe I'll just accidentally mix everything in and then you're going to have to have it with sauce. But I don't want to <laughs> do that because what will actually happen is that she just won't eat it (laughs) and then we'll have to make something else and it's like okay well fuck it but there's definitely like a part of me that that understands paul in that situation and kind of bristles at like don't don't i made (laughs) i made the right amount of both don't (laughs) don't do it wrong yeah don't do it wrong oh my god but it's so i was like i was that kid who would just not eat something right even if i hadn't tasted it how do we break those barriers tom how do we yeah so, convince the child that there is a potential for good in what they're about to ingest. So there are studies on this. Um, uh-huh. I uh, am not someone who is good at quoting studies on the fly. So I'm going to you know, put a little caveat here saying people should go do this research and, and confirm, check, check my facts for me because I'm not 100% sure that I'm getting this right. But I do, remember, <laughs> I do remember reading somewhere once um, and I don't know the specific number of times or the specific time period or anything, but the gist of it was if you expose a kid to a given food enough times, they will eventually be willing to try it and they'll be willing to eat it. Because there's something in like 
psychology of children when it comes to food and survival that uh-huh. makes them wary of anything that is unfamiliar. Um, so, so for a kid who like say only likes peanut butter sandwiches and like hot dogs with ketchup and plain noodles and vegetables, and you know never shall any of them be touching on Mix. the plate. God forbid. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, just a hypothetical child who may or may not exist and <laughs> have a bedroom in my house. Um, the way to kind of introduce them to new foods gradually is to like. You know, I again, I don't know the exact numbers, but for example, have say shepherd's pie once a week for three months in the house, right? <laughs> like, not even necessarily right. like you don't have to force them to eat it, you don't even have to make them try it, you can offer it to them. But if, if they're exposed to it enough times, eventually they'll be like, I do want to try that because I've seen, you know, internally they're like, because I've seen you eat it and I've seen that you haven't died from eating it, therefore I understand that it's not going to kill me. But also, they right. just kind of, you know kids want to be like adults whether yes, they realize it I like or not that, i like that so much more than the essential uh, the, the like well what i what my mom wasn't like mean to me or anything but just like if you don't eat this you don't get anything else right uh, type of logic or like the fact that you don't want to eat this is a challenge mm-hmm. it's a it's a you're challenging me you're denying my the reality i've put in front of you right instead of just like here's your fucking cheerios we're gonna enjoy this lovely lasagna but like right. without even saying it and they'll just be like can I have some of that rather than like I don't want that because I've now established this like confrontation between me and my parents you know right exactly that's it and it's it's tricky like as a parent to not get frustrated in those situations because it's like it's insulting a little bit you're like I slaved away in the kitchen for hours and you just want a fucking peanut butter sandwich all right fine but at the same time like once you get used to that it it's kind of freeing because you're like okay I don't have to worry about making a meal that my kid will like I can make a meal that we will like we can make it as spicy as we want whatever because we're also gonna you know chop up some veggies and make a sandwich on the side and like yeah there's a balance there you know um but yeah no that so I again I don't remember exactly what this study said but it was essentially the idea of like if you expose a kid, and I would say probably an adult too, this might work for an adult. Um, but if you expose well, a kid, oh, I think so, more so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so if you expose it to them enough times, they will eventually like be at least willing to try it. And at that point, it'll come down to like, do they like the way that it tastes and feels in their mouth, which like, you know, is out of your control, right? Yeah. But like the totally. willingness to try comes from exposure. Wow. <laughs> And can you push that by, for example, it's mm. 6 a.m., your child, you know your kid wakes up around 6, 37 a.m., mm-hmm. you cook a lasagna, <laughs> you simply, you simply <laughs> put it, you put it, you put it by their bed uh-huh. so that they can wake up to the smell, and then you take it away, take it away, and they're like, wait, what? What's that smell? They like the smell, right? And right. then you're like, what? Oh, that's the lasagna. We had it cooking for lunch. And you're like, and that kid's like, oh, I want it. So I'm going to say probably not. If okay. only because there have been a number of times that Rhea has come home and been like, wow, what smells amazing? And we've been like, it's dinner. And then she's been like, cool, I would like plain pasta instead of that. <laughs> oh, no. I, yeah. thought, I thought I fixed it. I thought I fucking found the solution. <laughs> nope. Oh, my God. It's okay. Everyone gets better at that with time. Yes. Yeah. It took me a long time, but I'm better at it now. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. So are we? I can't remember. Are we voting? I've lost track. We what, are voting. What's happening? It's okay. funny. It's funny that you ask because I was literally just like in my head. I was like, okay, now I'm going to transition to the vote. And then you were like, what if we transition to the vote? <laughs> we're in sync it today. It can't always be you. I know. I'm learning with all this hosting on my Instagram show. I'm learning how to like move from one topic to the other with a controlled manner, sort of. It's not whatever. Yes, you were saying. <laughs> I've only been able to tune into those a couple of times, but I've been really enjoying them. Good, thank so, you. Keep up the good work. Um, okay, so Kate, you know the drill. We're voting on the final of the food bracket tournament. Our finalists are garlic and pasta. Um, I'm not telling anyone what the like tally of votes is so far during these mm-hmm. calls, so that you will mm-hmm. all find out when this episode comes out who the winner is, because I think that's more exciting. Um, yes. And also, because I'm not 100% sure how many more calls I'm going to be making after this. This might be my last call for the episode, which people will be able to tell by looking at the amount of time left. But this also might not be. So we will see. Oh. Um, so what's your vote between garlic and pasta? Who do you think wins this gonna, year? I'm not, I'm not even going to hesitate, Paul. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> Whoops. 
<laughs> you haven't done that in a while. I do it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I get it from my mom who used to call us by our dog's name. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so Trixie, what the fuck what's your vote? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's pasta. It's yeah, pasta all the, all the fucking way. <laughs> Stop it. I figured, but but you know, it's important to actually ask and not just assume of you know course. what people are going to vote for. Yeah, of course. I could have thrown a curveball. I could have been like, "I'm going to screw with the numbers." Mm-hmm. No, honesty. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I appreciate the honesty. Um, do you have anything to plug or any final message to people before I let you go? Hey, everybody! I hope you're doing okay. Um, uh, my show's on Instagram Live sometimes at 11 a.m. on the weekdays. Um, <laughs> And and come and come and join me. Come come and chat. Um, and um, I love you. <laughs> Good message. <laughs> I worked hard on it. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, um, the the part of my lunch story that I didn't tell you at the beginning of this call was that uh, uh-huh. we had some tater tots in the oven that I did not get to eat on the toilet before the oh. recording because uh, they came out of the oven at exactly 12.59. So I'm oh going to go chat God. out on some tater tots and then... Uh, Sweet. Yeah. Hey, if you have any maple syrup, dunk them in that. That's what I've been using. I've been having oh. nuggets and tater tots for like two days. <laughs> Dip it in syrup. It's really fucking good. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy those taters, Tom. Thanks. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. That's it. That was the last call I had to make for this episode, which means that I can officially announce that Garlic is the winner of the Munch Madness 2020 Food Bracket Tournament. I uh, honestly cannot say that I'm shocked. It was, uh, well, it wasn't even the number one seed. What was it? It was the number eight seed, which I think is really interesting. Um, But, you know, people really, really like garlic. And at the end of the day, an ingredient that is so, like, prevalent in so many different, you know, cuisines from around the world... Uh, that's so versatile and that adds such a punch to everything that it goes into. Like, literally the only negative things that people have been saying about garlic are just that, like, you know, maybe they don't like it that much (laughs) or that, like, in my case, they have an allergy to it. Um, But overwhelmingly, people have been saying, like, you know, I have to put garlic in everything that I make. Garlic is at the base of everything. Um, I would be really curious to see who wins between garlic and onion, but onion did not, you know, make it into this tournament at all this year. So maybe that says garlic would have been the winner no matter what. Um, Anyway, good fight, Pasta. You did a good job. You made it all the way from round one to the finals. Um, You didn't really stand a chance because, let's face it, people put garlic in most of their pasta sauces. Even Kate was just saying, you know, she is a picky eater who doesn't like garlic, but does like garlic powder. And uh, if you have been listening since, you know, the early rounds of the tournament, um, the garlic is garlic and garlic accessories, which means garlic powder absolutely counts. Um, So yeah, that's it. Congratulations to garlic. If you've been voting for garlic this whole time, congratulations to you if you wanted pasta to win i'm sorry (laughs) but you know can't win them all um this is of course the end of munch madness and the end of our food series for 2020 as i've been strongly hinting at and sometimes saying overtly throughout this episode we are going to do another food series next year we're going to bring back munch madness for 2021 assuming the planet has not been destroyed by this virus i uh (laughs) i mean i joke I, i actually am pretty convinced that we will have things under control by then um I have, weirdly, despite having kind of generally no faith in the government, I have a decent amount of faith in, like, humanity, in their ability to, you know, quash this thing and and get us there. I don't think it's going to be fast, but I certainly think it'll be done by next year. Or at the very least, we will, you know, not all be dead. That's, that's what I hope, anyway. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of this. Uh, Starting next week, we are going to be releasing our show on Mondays, which is exciting. Um, I've been wanting to make this change for a while now, just because there's really no reason we've been releasing on Tuesdays. Um, (laughs) When we started the show, we were releasing on Wednesdays. And then eventually I was like, I want to do it earlier in the week. And I didn't want to jump back two days in the release that early on, because I was like, you can't just, you know change a release date by two days at the same time that's crazy so i switched it to tuesdays but now i'm gonna switch it to mondays because i've been you know ruminating on it for a long time and uh also because one of the other shows i produce is switching from mondays to tuesdays and i was like well i don't want to crowd tuesdays now so it felt like the right time for it um so yeah uh, episode 269 
will be out uh, one day earlier than usual, and then everything after that will be out on Mondays, which is uh, exciting and fun and probably does not change too much for you because, you know, you listen to these when you listen to these. Maybe you'll be excited about it. I don't know. Let me know if you're excited about it. Um, Yeah, so that's it. Uh, We'll be back to kind of normal format next week. Well, not really. (laughs) What the hell is normal, right? Um, The show is going to continue to be remote obviously. Um, but we'll be back to our old format of, uh, not talking about food exclusively every single week. And, uh, yeah, keep an eye and an ear out. If you want to have input over what we talk about in upcoming episodes, you can go to patreon.com slash up for discussion and pledge, uh, $5 or more. Although of course you can also pledge less than that. Uh, but our $5 plus patrons get to like submit questions and topics for us to talk about. So if you want to have like production control it's five dollars um yeah would very much appreciate it money is tight because i lost my job and we're (laughs) in a you know global pandemic so if you can afford to throw a couple bucks at us per month that would be much appreciated um yeah i would want to i want to give a quick shout out to all of my co-hosts who've been with me through this um through this entire you know food series uh jeremiah thank you for uh you know your help in preparing a lot of it um you guys might not know this but jeremiah has been like actively reaching out to guests potential guests at least over uh email in the weeks leading up to the food series and was super helpful with that um and i want to also thank kate for consistently being available and around and hilarious um Kate being, of course, my co-host with the most seniority at this point now that Adrian has left us for the U.S. Um, Adrian, thank you for, you know, still making time to be part of this show during a move, during a pandemic. You are an absolute fucking champion, and uh, I miss you a lot. And uh, I mean, I guess I would be missing you just as much if you still lived in Canada since we're in a quarantine, but it feels more significant since you don't live here anymore. So thank you for all the work that you've been doing with us over the past couple of years. And uh, I hope that you will continue to call in from time to time uh, while we do the show remotely. And I hope that you are having a good time in Chicago. And David, thank you. Thank you for being my rock, (laughs) for being the person in my life who has been around the longest and been the most consistently wonderful. You are one of my besties, and I am really, really thrilled to have been able to have you on the show as much as we have in the past little while. Um, It's been nice kind of having you on in a, like, you know, part-time co-host capacity. And uh, yeah, it's it's fun. I like you. You're good. (laughs) You're my good boy. And of course, dear listeners, thank you to all of you for being with us through this food series, through this pandemic. Um, (laughs) I don't know what is going to be going on in upcoming weeks in terms of our content. I know that we'll continue to put it out. Uh, I don't know when this quarantine will end. I don't know what it's going to mean for humanity as we know it. But I do know that as long as there are microphones and words to be said, I will be here to say them to you. And I hope that you will continue listening. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think of everything that we're doing and feel free to reach out to us anytime that brings us to the end of the show for this week thank you so much for listening as always uh, if you like the show you can support us on patreon which i said already but i'm really hammering it home because i am super duper broke it would be much appreciated if you could help us out that's patreon.com slash up for discussion to donate you can also support us for free by leaving a rating or review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend um uh, there will be a new playlist posted on our soundcloud page of all of the munch madness episodes by the time this comes out so um you know if you want to send them the entire food series go for it if you want to just send them this episode also go for it although they might be confused because they're coming in on part eight of an eight-part series but you know send them what you want to send them every share helps <laughs> you can also support us by following us on the social media at down to talking on twitter especially that's the platform that we're the most active on um and you can like our page on facebook to get these episodes in your facebook feed every single week on mondays now i guess starting next week crazy not just on Tuesdays anymore. Um, the only thing that I want to plug before we wrap this up, uh, of course, go and check out all the things that my co-hosts mentioned in their segments and uh, also check out Natural Toonie, the D&D podcast that David and I do together along with a bunch of other friends. Um, it's uh, 
very silly and very fun. Um, you don't have to know anything about Dungeons and Dragons to enjoy it. Um, if you do know things about Dungeons and Dragons, I think you will enjoy it a lot and also often find yourself frustrated with how bad I am at D&D. Um, special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. And this show is produced and edited at all, at all ways. And always, this show was produced and edited by me, Tom Zalat, and I for the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. See you next week. Hey there, campers. My name is Emmett, and I'm the host of Gaze in the Woods, a podcast that explores rural LGBTQIA2 experiences, from radical fairies and lesbian farmers to backwoods slam poets and community organizers organizing communities the community didn't know where they were all along. Can you have a pride parade when you're the only gay in the village? What is camp when you live in a trailer? And if a genderqueer bear shares their pronouns in the forest and nobody gets it, is anything real? I don't know, but let's find out together on Gaze in the Woods, an Upford Network podcast. Dungeons. Dragons. Canada. The multiverse theory. Corgis. Queer representation. Reconciliation. Angels. Demons. Squirrels. Moose. Moose and squirrels. Sorcerers. Dinosaurs. Barbarians. Forests. Giants. Rogues. Warlocks. Plains. Sewers. Lavender. Natural Toonie. A Canadian Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Right here on the Upford Network. (laughs) 